Hey, dear listener, Anthony here. Before we hop into the show, I wanted to let you know about an incredible new resource we just released, The Five Rules of Investing. Dan and I are huge advocates of modeling the behaviors of the people who have done what you hope to do. And who better to model when it comes to investing than legendary investors like Warren Buffett, Howard Marks, and Ray Dalio? This free ebook breaks down the simple time-tested strategies of billionaire real estate investors that you can use to take your investing to the next level. So head over to InvictusMultifamily.com and grab your ebook today. All right, now let's hop into the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. I'm psyched. I'm psyched to be, have been found. You guys lost me last week. I was out in the wilderness. Nobody even bothered to come looking. You're wandering down the street. Yep. No pants, mumbling. It was hot out. I took them off you on purpose. Take it was meds. intentional. You got to take your meds, man. You go off your meds for one week. Everything goes sideways, but it looked like you and Gino had a good time. I know. We did things. It was fun. Things were done. Uh, yeah, we, we covered a lot of topics. Uh, nothing super deep. But nothing. We, I think we knocked out like... I mean, that's kind of like part of the like course. He does like 20 things, so it's hard to have just like a, you know... He's in like eight different industries. Yeah, he, last talk about he's, he's a busy, busy fellow. Yes. But we like to stay shallow. We don't like to go deep into one so particular shallow. thing. So shallow. speaking of that, let's, let's talk about what's on everybody's mind, which is the impending commercial real estate crash everywhere you look, you Google, all over the social media. Everybody's talking about the commercial the real burning. estate is crashing and we're over here like whatever. Don't care. Well, we care, but we don't necessarily feel affected. Don't make by us it. sound insensitive. I'm insensitive to the suffering of the commercial real estateers out there. Well, some might say things are a, a, a tad sensationalized, a slash bit. a little too broad, uh, at least with some of the, the language that's being used. Yeah, and that's actually what we're going to talk about today. Is like, what is it, what does commercial real estate actually entail? Because like when most people talk about commercial real estate, they're talking about a very particular thing, whereas it's actually a much broader. Um, asset class, much broader definition. And I, I, re- I, I ran into this uh, a couple weeks ago at a, a networking event. I said, we do commercial real estate. 20 minutes into the conversation, I mentioned something about apartment buildings. And he goes, oh, I thought you were in commercial real estate. I was like, I am. Multifamily apartment buildings are commercial real estate, but yeah. it's not what most people think of. And it's not what most people are talking about when they say commercial real estate crash. Yeah, I think commercial real estate, that phrase, I think could be used... Uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of fungible, it, it, or not fungible. It's kind of um, malleable. Like certain people might use it a little bit differently. Like mm-hmm. an A class versus a B class. Like it could be a subjective concept to some extent. When I say it, it I literally am just referring to anything that has a commercial loan on it. Yep. Which qualifies apartment buildings. But most people, I feel like, having had tons of conversations over the, over the years, when I say commercial, they're going to picture a an industrial building or an office. Things that are being retail. used for commercial uses, yeah. right? They typically Which don't sense. picture apartments. So yeah. I'm just going to stop using that word to describe what we do. You know, so in that way, because uh, I do the same thing, you know, we use a commercial loan. So I we, we call multifamily commercial uh, self-storage. Yeah. And Literally mul- everything home except parks. houses. Yeah, yeah everything except for single family land. homes. But that's the thing. If I say I'm in residential, which is what these people. Now they expect, think single family. They, they think single houses. family. So what do we do? Yeah, guys, what's what do the we do? I guess we can just say multifamily. Oh, yeah, I guess. But, but technically, we're, we are commercial <laughs> real estate investors. But now, yeah. so, okay, so when people say the commercial real estate crash, they're, they're really not talking about the broad swath, like, in the way that we are. They're no. not talking about, no. commer- they're not talking multifamily storage, mobile home, 
office retail they're they're talking about a very specific thing and that's that's office typically yeah. well i want to say that you know if you're a news station or somebody who's trying to get clicks and views like you want to try to sensationalize things these days that's yeah. how, that's how it goes and so it a commercial real estate crash sounds like a much bigger deal than uh, an office market crash and um, i was just listening to uh, this book by uh, what's his name i'm going to look at it in a second because it's okay. it's pretty interesting but it's um, uh, about the you know kind of changing the evolution of real estate and how that kind of ties into technological advances and demographics all that good stuff uh it's basically a historian who's writing a book about uh this real estate stuff and um only about 40 well i shouldn't say only about 40 percent of the com- of the commercial real estate out there in the world is office that's a lot actually it's a lot yeah that's but, more than I would have thought, actually. But let's it, assume that maybe, um, you know, even 20% of those uh, is that properties by, are going to be having serious issues in the next couple of years. Yeah. That only translates to about like 8% of the total commercial real estate market that could be, quote unquote, toxic, which I still think is kind of a strong word. That's a big word. Is is that by valuation, you think, or is that by number of buildings or by square footage? I like, think it's square think footage. Square footage? I, I don't know, though, because the stat was just thrown in there. Yeah. And, I, and that tough. actually then isn't as surprising, I guess, because you think about a lot of the big, big, big buildings. They're yeah, really big. They, they tend to be office. Yeah. But all that's to say is, like, I know you look at San Francisco, you look at New York, they have a big office uh, issue on their hands and there's there's def- definitely a housing shortage, so there is a crisis there. But it's not a crash in the multifamily space in the same way. No, if anything, the housing shortage helps the story for us. And honestly, you look at pretty much every other class of real estate, everything's doing, I would say, pretty damn good. Even retail, who people were saying was dead a few years back, mm-hmm. um, you know, first it was just the Amazon thing, and then the COVID thing. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, retail's gonna completely." Well, no, retail's doing pretty damn good. Yeah. Hospitality came back really strong. Uh, after 2020, they're killing it. Uh, single family homes, like we just said, not enough apartments, not enough housing, like pretty much every other class. I can't think of anything that's really struggling other than office. Yeah. Office is the, the, the ugly redheaded stepchild in the corner that it's, it's a, it's a tough one and it's not necessarily office's fault. If you look at talking about like, it's a guy now. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah. It, you know, they try. It, it's it's guy things. It's you know, boys will be boys and offices will be offices. I mean, the whole remote working thing that did not help the situation. But honestly, office was starting to struggle. I feel even pre twenty twenty, like there there was already signs of weakness in that that area, and it got way exacerbated. Obviously, in twenty twenty now, post as you know, a lot of companies have been forced to allow a lot of their workforce to go remote. There's a push to bring them back into the offices, yeah. but but still, like it doesn't solve the underlying issue, which is that there is a lot of vacant office out there and landlords sitting on it that just, this is one of the reasons I've never liked office is that the lease times and the down times are very, very long. And the elevator music is so bad. Always like, bad. Why would, I would never want, anyways. Um, and we're seeing it even here in, twin, in, in Minneapolis, right? Mm-hmm. Like just look down the street where our offices are, all of the... Um, mixed-use commercial spaces underneath all the apartment complexes. They're, they're all vi- vacant. And yeah. the bottom of my building, that building's been up for two years, vacant the entire time. Across the street, they had the same thing, vacant the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really hard to get office leased up in, in, in yeah. retail as well. But I think retail's going to be okay in the grand scheme of things. I think... Yeah, I mean, retail's not having its best day, 
I would say malls are not having their best day, but if you're looking at like uh, kind of the smaller mom and pop type shops, uh, those types of spots are, are doing pretty good, I would say. But um, I would my my perspective on this, just to kind of put a bow on it, is that you're going to see some some micro carnage out there with you know select operators or like maybe select areas like San Francisco, and then from a macro perspective, there's going to be probably some general discomfort. You know, it could ha- have a slight impact on some of the ath- other asset classes where the lenders who have significant office exposure may not be able to lend to some of these other uh, stronger asset classes just because, you know, they took a hit on their books. So there could be some reverberations. I would say it's probably going to be just a general discomfort for a little bit for most everybody. And the actual carnage is actually going to be pretty, pretty micro. Yeah. Concentrated, you know, kind of like I think it would be concentrated within that particular asset class. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think we'll see a contagion and ripple out of like because they're unrelated. They're unrelated, and the 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 fundamentals underlying every other asset class. I don't know. It's still strong. Yeah, everything else looks great. Yeah. So, So, commercial real estate crash. It's coming, I guess. But uh, for now, we're we don't. Put ourselves in the in the bucket of commercial real estate. Yeah, we're going to remove ourselves yeah. from that bucket. We're, it's been tainted. We, we used to are, say you were commercial real estate guys. No, Not anymore. No, we're multifamily. Now we're multifamily guys, and that's looking great. So um, there you have it. If you're in office, I'm sorry. Good luck. Sorry. Godspeed, and uh, may the Lord have mercy on your You'll your, be poor, okay. your poor vacant soul. Sam Zell uh, just passed actually. Yeah. Um, great well, guy. That's because he he was like uh, he saw the writing on the wall you and know, he's like this I can't guy handle has this. Called so many tops and he's like all right I'm out. Anyways. Uh, he really pieced out this read time. his book if you haven't um but i will say he's he coined a phrase in 19 uh, in early 90s when there was you know similar issues going on in the world that was just survived till 95 and then you know a year or two ago like probably about less than a year ago at one of his most recent talks which he did i think a couple months before he passed he says basically the same thing now like this is gonna suck and the name of the game is survived till 25 so if you are in office it's sam zell nailed it again just figure something out until 2025 and then you're good that's uh that was the hashtag theme of the best ever conference this year yeah survive until 2025 and i totally forgot that that had originated in 95 with zell he even printed off shirts and was giving it to people (laughs) i totally forgot about that but yeah sam sam was an interesting guy he just recently passed away i think there's a lot of history a lot of lessons to be learned from studying him so go check out his book am i being too subtle and And he reads it too so if you get the audio you get to listen He's got a fun voice. Yeah, my yeah. wife was like, it came on in the car once. She's like, what is this? Yeah, a, he sounds a little bit like a, a Yoda if he smoked Marbreads for like 50 years. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we're over time. Right. Like That'll do it for us, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Hey, thanks for joining us for another episode of Multifamily Investing Made Simple. If you enjoyed the show, could you do us a massive favor? Head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. Your feedback, it means the world to us as it helps us grow and spread the word about multifamily investing. And don't forget, sharing is caring. So fire this episode over to any friends or family who you think could benefit from learning all about multifamily investing. Thanks, guys. We appreciate every single one of you, and we'll see you on the next show.